0: This is the WealthAbility Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and at the same time pay way less taxes. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder of WealthAbility. Very excited for today's topic because today you're going to discover how to shave 20% off your income tax. Uh, You heard that right. 20% off your income tax. So what we're going to do is we're going to discuss this new 20% deduction for businesses. And you know, this potentially applies to everybody because anybody could be a business owner. Even employees could become business owners. And the good news is we've got a real life example. So my, my good friend, Uh, Cliff Holt is is with us today. Um, He is a business owner, and uh, we've we've, we've known each other for several years now. I'll let let him introduce himself in just a minute, and then we're going to talk a little about these new regulations. We have brand new regulations on this 20% deduction to help us understand how to apply it. We hope that some of them will change, but we'll discuss the regulations. We'll discuss what this amazing tax benefit, how do you take advantage of it, what do you do and what are some of the pitfalls you need to look out for? So Cliff, it is great to have you on the Wealth Ability Show.
1: Tom, oh, it's great to be with you.
0: So if you would, just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, how we know each other, you know, and, and, and so forth. Because, I mean, you are, I mean, you're a real life business owner. So if you would, just tell a little bit about your business and where you're, and, and what you do.
1: Okay, well I've been a pharmacist for a lot of years and I've worked in uh retail, I've worked in with the chain stores, hospital, independent pharmacy, and that's my passion. And so uh nine years ago we opened up a store down in southern Utah and in a hurricane. It's Hurricane is how it's spelled, but it's pronounced Hurricane, Hurricane Family Pharmacy, and then we've, we've uh, acquired and uh and opened some new stores. So I have four stores now, all in Utah. And uh we're trying to make a go for it.
0: Well, that that that's awesome, and and you know, Cliff is Cliff is one of our star students. Um, we we've, we've been working together what three, four years now, right?
1: I think I met you about four years ago at a conference yeah. in Florida at the at the PDS yeah. conference. A- and it was funny because well, you have a Utah connection. You're from you grew up in Utah, I believe,
0: right? I, I did, college, and, I, and 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 I think you were surprised that I knew that it was pronounced Hurricane.
1: That's, the, that's that was the, that was the lead. I knew you're from Salt Lake. That's right. You're from Utah.
0: <laughs> that that's how you know because it's Hurricane and it's not a creek. It's a crick. So just that's, that's you know, right. there are certain things you have to understand if you're from Utah. But uh, anyway, um, Cliff and I have actually had several discussions uh, about this twenty percent deduction because. So just to give people, uh, give everybody a little bit of background. So this is a new deduction that came from the Trump tax law in December. And really the idea was, look, the corporations, obviously everybody knows they got this big tax reduction from 35% to 21%. So the small business people go, well, what about us? And, you know, where's our tax reduction? Because, you know, we drive a lot of the economy. There ought to be something here. And what they came up with was a deduction of 20% of net income from a qualified business. And, of course, the question is, what's qualified business income. And you know, of course they were concerned, you know, well, what if everybody quit their job and became an independent contractor Would then they qualify and the regulations actually address that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, because we, what we want to do is let you know that truly anybody could take advantage of this deduction. But in Cliff's case, um, we were talking about this when it was, uh, first came out and, uh, Cliff, you, you've got a particular interesting challenge because on the one hand, healthcare professionals, so healthcare services like legal services and, and accounting services don't qualify for this deduction unless your income's low enough to qualify, but generally they don't qualify. So you actually do two things, right? I mean, you sell, you know, you're, you're a retailer, but you, you also do some healthcare services, don't you in your pharmacies?
1: Yeah, exactly right. So the majority of our business is of course retail pharmacy.
0: But we have nurses
1: on staff and we do a lot of immunizations and and some other medical services and clinical services that I think would not qualify for that.
0: Right. So so then the question is what are they going to do? Are they going to throw everything out because you've got some healthcare services and that was the big question that we were waiting on the regulations. I actually suggested um to cliff we were actually um both in, in uh, i got cliff involved with the uh wall street journal article and uh did a nice spread on you by the way cliff those are nice pictures that they they, they put in their paper um hey thanks uh but uh, they, the, what they were asking about is this whole idea well so what do you do okay do you, do you break out the businesses um you know how do you how do you handle this and I, I said at the time, I remember saying at the time, I said, I, what I'm hoping is, is that we get a de minimis rule. And what, what a de minimis rule means is that if there's a small amount of your business that is a non-qualified business, like a health services business, then it, it, you don't have to throw out the whole thing. It doesn't contaminate the whole thing. And in fact, we got that rule. So we got a rule that said, look, if you have less than 10% of your business is a non-qualified business, okay? What they call a specified service trader business (SSTB), but we're just kind of call it a non-qualified business. If less than ten percent of the revenue from your business is in that non-qualified area, then you can ignore it. So, so Cliff, I, I would, I would think in your case, and we really haven't talked about this, but I would think in your case that you could probably, it, it might make sense for you to get it down to that ten percent.
1: Well, I think that we're already below the 10%. I haven't put numbers together exactly for the year uh, or even look at last year, but our revenues are pretty high on the pharmacy side. So I think we're probably okay there.
0: So what that means, of course, is that that the pharmacies, you're going to get that 20% deduction. So that's like all of a sudden, I mean, literally, that's a 20% reduction in your taxes. And actually, the the way it works, you know, if you think about this, everyone, um, we have progressive tax rates. So that means that the last dollar we earn is taxed at our highest rate, but it also means the first dollar of deduction is also reduces taxes at our highest rate. So in this case, for your, for your pharmacy income anyway, and I know you've got some other sources of income, but for your pharmacy income anyway, you literally will reduce at least 20% and maybe even more because it might even bring you down into a lower tax bracket.
1: Wow, that would be awesome.
0: So you know know, that's the thing. Now here's the thing. There's there's some planning that we need to do. I mean, let's say for example, Cliff, that you had you know you were at 12 percent, right? Let let's say you 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 look back and you go, well, we're at 12 percent. Well, it (laughs) it's a weird part of the law. You know, let's say that you had I have no idea what your your net income, and I don't expect you to tell everybody. But let's say it was a million dollars just because it's a nice round number. Let's say your net income from your businesses or your pharmacies was a million dollars. Well, that's a $200,000 deduction. And at a 40% tax rate, that's a lot of money. Okay. I mean, that's $80,000 in your pocket. So the the, the question is, 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 uh, you know, 1% you know, you know, is is doing that extra immunizations, you know, it might actually cause people to go, well, geez, maybe we're not going to push immunizations as much. Maybe we're not going to expand that part of the business because that part of the business doesn't get this is going to be taxed at a higher rate. And maybe we put our efforts to someplace else because you always want to put your efforts where the most money is, right? Exactly. So you have other businesses as well, right?
1: Yeah, I'm on I've got some medical business. I own a medical clinic and then I have a a hospice company and a home health company and a personal care company.
0: Okay, so all of those those are probably health service businesses. All right. So the the nice thing is is that I, I I think we can do this now. There's here's here's what what's going on right now. You're just experiencing. I'm talking to Cliff for the first time about this since the new regulations came out. Right now, live. So what we're, what what we have to look at is what do those other businesses, how do they affect the pharmacy business? And I believe my reading of the regulations is the good news is Cliff, is that I don't think that those businesses, because you don't provide, you don't provide pharmacy services to those businesses, right? No, not at all. So because of that, you're probably Okay um, as far as those businesses won't get the 20% deduction, but your pharmacy still will. So there's, there's some other things as well. I mean, there are, for example, um, one of the big challenges in the regulations you know, the, the concern that treasury and IRS had is what if everybody just quits their job and becomes employee uh, instead of being an employee, they become an independent contractor. And the regulations actually address that, Okay, and they're actually a little onerous um, from the standpoint that if you, if let's say you make partner, let's say you're at a law firm and you make partner at the law firm. Okay, well, if your income's under the specified amount, which is $315,000 for married, filing jointly, then even as a law firm partner, you ought to be able to get that 20% deduction. However, if you've been an employee, if you've been an employee at the same business, before you become a partner, you are presumed under these regulations to be an employee, even as a partner. So you have to overcome that presumption, which is going to be a a little challenging because it's easy for an auditor to come in and say, an IRS auditor to come in and say, you haven't overcome that. So there's a lot of mm, planning and structuring to do between now and the end of the year on this 20% deduction. And looking at what qualifies as a specified service trader business, I, I, I give you an example. What, um, my friend, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, I, I know you know um, who Robert is, Cliff, um, you know, who's very popular with uh, his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, I, I look at him and I go, OK, well, wait a minute. Um, if you're if you make money because of your name, then that is a specified service. So that's not a qualified business either. So you have to look at, okay, well how much is because of your name versus how much is because you're selling educational. Um, you know, educational products or things like that. So this is one of those areas where I think that people really need to um, spend some time with their tax advisor. And this is what Cliff and I were talking before we started the show, is that there's going to be, you know, really sitting down with your tax advisor and asking them, okay, so what can we do here? Because just because you're presumed to be an employee doesn't mean you can't actually be an independent contractor. And there are ways to to show that you're an independent contractor, so there are some uh, there, there's some really great opportunities here, uh, really to reduce your your tax. That this 20% deduction, I think, with good tax planning, could be a bonanza for a, a very large uh, a large group of people. And I know Cliff, it would have. I mean, 20% off your tax liability would you'd probably put that to good use.
1: We could definitely put that to good use. That's, that's a <laughs> that's that's a, that's a that's a game changer for us.
0: You know, and it's interesting too, because, it, it, you know, Cliff's in the retail business. There, there's another game changer that uh, uh, actually, Cliff, I think in, in your business, in your industry is probably a, even a bigger one just for one year. And this is one that's not talked about. This is part of the new tax law and it's specifically applies to retailers. So um, so, so, Cliff, it, it, I'm sure you know this off the top of your head about what percentage of your business is actually retail.
1: Oh, in the nineties, I mean it's it's almost all retail.
0: So so you carry, I presume then if you're retail, you carry a lot of inventory.
1: We do. We do. I mean each one of our pharmacies, I mean, you know, even if it's just the prescription inventory, that adds up in a hurry. I'm not even counting the front end inventory.
0: So here's here's a something in the new tax law that nobody's talking about. And I keep getting questions about it and it's very clear in the tax law. You just have to walk through how you come to it. Um, But the rule now is that uh, if your inventory items are less than $2,500, you don't have to keep inventory. So that means, so if you have a million dollars of inventory that was sitting on your books at the end of 2017, that would mean that you would have a million dollar deduction in 2018. So would that, how, how does that impact your business?
1: So say that again. So
0: <laughs> that, that seems unreal. <laughs> okay. So, how much of your how much of your inventory is more than twenty five hundred dollars? I'm I'm guessing you probably got some specialty drugs that are more than twenty five hundred.
1: Oh, you're talking about individual like individual package. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we have a few of those, but the vast majority is not that. Right. So I mean, ninety nine percent of it's less than twenty five hundred dollars per bottle.
0: Right. So what that means is that you're no longer if you're under twenty five million dollars of gross revenue, okay? If you're under $25 million of gross revenue, you don't have to keep inventory anymore. It's a, it's called a change of accounting method. You have to file as part of your tax return, but you change to not keeping inventory. Well, if you're not keeping inventory, that makes all of that inventory that you had, that you were showing on your tax return at the end of 2017, cleft deductible in 2018. Wow. So. So I was, I was, I was talking to, um, so I was talking to, uh, PDS, right. This pharmacy development, uh, services, the conference in February, and I brought that up on stage and i S I'm still getting questions. My CPA says you can't do that. And one of the things that I've learned, uh, as I travel around the world speaking is that it doesn't matter where I am. I, I mean, I can be in, I was in, uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, last week I'm headed to, uh, Sydney, Australia next week. And, um, or I could be in Orlando, Florida, which is, you know, um, you know, we were down in Florida at this PDS conference and I'm going to get somebody who says, yeah, you can't do that. You know, there's no way you can do that. I'm going, but that's what the law says. So I didn't, you know, I don't write the laws. Um, if I, if I did laws would probably change somewhat. But in this case, this is a very clear change in the law, um, but it's confusing to get there. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're in the retail business, if you have inventory, I mean, this could apply to dentists have inventory, it can apply to doctors, uh, pharmacies, of course, big inventory, and certainly any retailer, any uh, food establishment, anybody who carries inventory, you can change your accounting method this year. And it's a one-time deal, right? Because if your inventory stays consistent from year to year, that means that, you know, next year you buy the same amount of inventory, you're not going to have a big, uh, you know, a big deduction, but if you're increasing your inventory, so like Cliff, you just bought a new store, right? Right. So in that new store, you get to, you're going to get to deduct that inventory. So that, could have an impact on, I would expect, Cliff, that that might have some impact on your planning for buying new stores.
1: That would have an impact, yeah, on all my stores now <laughs> and in the future, for sure.
0: Well, and you think about it, I mean, now think about year in planning. I mean, this is a question that I got. We do this, um, this course uh, once or twice a year for uh, pharmacy owners at our office in uh, Tempe, Arizona. And uh, one, of the, one of the questions I had was, well, what if we just buy a lot of inventory at the end of the year? Could you manipulate it that way? And the answer is, mm, potentially. I mean, you know, you have to be careful with things like that. I mean, anytime you manipulate, then you have to, you know, have to go. You know, am I really following the law here? So be careful with that and talk to your tax advisor about it. But the reality is, is there a little bit of flexibility? I mean, do you have? Uh, 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 I'm I'm curious. So, so Cliff, do you have? Like do you have drugs that you might keep on hand but then you sent that that you have to send back?
1: Yeah, we'll do a house clean uh, once or twice a year for things we're not using anymore, things we bought. We had people on but they've changed therapies.
0: Right. So is that what you're
1: talking about yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking about. So you might have something on hand at the end of the year, that's still deductible when you bought it. When you bring it back, you know, when you if you return it, if you actually get a credit for it, then that's gonna just go into income. So what it does is what I like about this new tax law is I think that small retailers I think inventory, my experience, especially with independent pharmacists, which of course we deal a a lot with you guys and, and, and with, you know, dentists, other healthcare providers is that inventory is just challenging. Okay. It seems to be uh, from an accounting standpoint, it seems to be your most challenging issue is, is keeping inventory. Is that a fair statement, Cliff?
1: Oh, it is. I mean, it's a daily task. I mean, yeah, we have employees dedicated to that.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't mean you don't want to track your inventory. Obviously. I mean, there's a business reason for keeping track of inventory. Obviously you want to be really careful about that. i mean, particularly in your business, legal drug dealers, right? That uh, you have to be really, I, I I'm sure you have to be really careful about that. You want to be really careful because in, in total, that inventory is a big, you know, it's your biggest single expense. So you, it doesn't mean that you don't want to do it from a business standpoint. What it means is From a tax standpoint, we don't have to worry about this. We don't have to keep keep track of this anymore, except for those those line items that are over $2,500. And and the reason it's $2,500, folks, is because um, it's actually treated as materials and supplies, and materials and supplies are deductible if they're under $2500. That that's just a it's a again this is this de minimis rule. So this idea of a de minimis rule is very important in the tax law because it it gets us some nice benefits. And in this case, I mean the $2500 also applies to real estate. So for example, if you're repairing some real real estate and you're and you have individual items that are less than dollars let's say you go out and buy 75 75 new um, wa- uh, washers and dryers for your apartment building, all those washers and dryers are going to be under $2,500. So you're going to be able to deduct all of them as uh, basically as a, as, a, as a supply. Okay. So this, it's actually the same rule as, uh, you know, as, as, as buying a washer and dryer for, for real estate, same thing applies now to inventory because they specifically made that, that rule. So I would think, you know, you're in a retail business. This is a type of thing, Cliff. So, you know, 5 6 years ago, you were, you know, you were, we were not having these conversations. So, you know, if you would just what what's the difference in the conversation and how you think now versus how you thought before you were really, you know, t- paying attention to taxes?
1: Well, before I thought it just it is what it is, right? The your your CPA comes back and says, here's the bottom line. And I mean, I don't even think we even talked about the word planning six years ago, tax planning. And so it's it's changed drastically. I mean, we're talking about things, you know, all all through the year, planning for the year and, and also planning for the next year. So we're looking at it totally different than we did before. Before, we were looking at it for maybe one or two days a year and just having that terrible feeling when you had to figure out how big of a check to write to the IRS. But now it's planning makes a big difference.
0: Well, what, what I love about you, Cliff, is that, that you're paying attention. I mean, not everybody does. You know, not, not every business owner pays attention and is thinking about the taxes. And, and this is one of the things that I think that people don't always recognize is, you know, we always say, if you want to change your tax, you change your facts. And you just have to know which facts to change. In this case, um, for the inventory, it's a matter of um, making and actually filing a form with uh, your 2018 tax return with the 20% deduction, it might be, okay, am I, you know, am, am I an independent contractor and I, or am I an employee and, and how do I prove I'm an independent contractor? Or if I'm a, you know, how, how do I structure my business so that I don't, you know, I, I come under this 10% rule or, what do I do in order to make sure that I get the full benefit of the 20% deduction? I mean, there's, uh, you'll love this, Cliff. There's 184 pages in these new regulations. And this is just for this 20% deduction. And um, we got we got 129 pages of regulations uh, three weeks ago for the new bonus depreciation. So this is a lot of detail. And it's not like, um, Cliff, I presume you're not reading the regs, are you?
1: That's why I'm friends with you, Tom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the idea, right? I mean, the idea is that this is why you have a team. This is why you have a team of advisors. I'm guessing, Cliff, you don't fill a lot of prescriptions yourself, do you?
1: Not anymore. I don't have time for that.
0: Well, exactly. So because you have a team, who does that? So, this is, you know, we talk about having teams, but, you know, obviously the tax advisor has a pretty big impact. You know, when you have things like, oh, I can deduct on my inventory this year, or I can shave 20% off. This is something that we talk about all the time about, look, your tax advisor, outside of your spouse, your tax advisor, probably going to have a bigger impact on your finances than any other single person. So sitting down, I would just encourage everybody, and, and uh hope I can get Cliff to encourage everybody too to sit, actually sit down with your tax advisor sometime between, you know, now and preferably the end between now and November, because there are things that you may need to do in order to take advantage of that 20% deduction this year or take advantage of the inventory deduction or the, the myriad of other tax benefits that came out of the tax law.
1: I think that that's an important key, Tom. I think a lot of us, probably don't have a tax advisor. I mean, certainly I did it with you now for the last several years. But before that, I'd never even have heard of a, of a tax advisor. And the only advice I got was from my CPA saying, hey, you need to write a check out for this amount, have it posted by this, this day, and, and here's where to send it. And, and looking back, that wasn't tax advice. That was, that, was, that was something different. So I would encourage everybody to find a tax advisor and, and sit down with them and, and spend some time with them because they're, they're worth their weight in gold for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Cliff. And and uh, Cliff, I, I mean, I certainly appreciate the conversations we have and and uh, all your support. And I, I love to watch as your business grows. And uh, uh, it, it looks like you may have a little bit more money this year, because um, you probably won't be paying a whole lot of taxes this year, um, once you deduct all that inventory from 2017. So uh, I just want to say, uh, thanks, Cliff. It's absolutely great to have you. It's great to have you as a friend, of course. And uh, it's, it's, I think you're an absolutely terrific example of how a business owner who's super busy, because you have stores in what, four different cities?
1: Uh, yeah, throughout Utah, yeah, four different locations.
0: Yeah, four different locations. And, and Cliff was just telling me where his new locations are. And, and I happen to know that they're not next door to Hurricane. Okay, they're, they're, <laughs> right. they're a few hundred miles away from Hurricane. And uh, so, you know, the, the, the fact that you can have that and still pay attention to your taxes, this is what I, I tell people all the time, that I find that the, the business owners who pay attention to the details and actually take the time to pay attention to the details are always the most successful. And I think that's, Cliff, where, you know, I've watched you and I've w- watched you grow over the, the last several years, and I think that's a lot of it is that, you know, you've got a great team, obviously, and you're paying attention to the details. So thanks again for being on the show, Cliff. Really appreciate it.
1: Tom, it's always great to be with you. Every time I talk to you, I learned several new things. I've been taking notes today even. So <laughs> <again for>
0: everything. <laughs> that's awesome. I remember everybody, the Wealthability show it's, it's recorded. You can, you can listen to it again at wealthability.com and, uh, You know, please give us your comments, give us your feedback. We'd love to hear more about it. uh, About it. And and by the way, you know, at at the end, um, we're gonna offer you a actually a really nice gift um, for listening today. Um, You know, people ask me. People asked me just last night. Somebody asked me. You know, if I have money, where should I put it? And my answer is, it's always in education. So your time in education, when, when you know when Cliff's reducing, you, you notice when Cliff's reducing his taxes, he's taking the time to meet with his tax advisor. It's not just his tax advisor that's taking the time; Cliff's taking the time. So getting that education and understanding how to do things—that's how at wealth ability we're always talking about. It. It's your ability to, to build wealth. And when you get when you develop that ability to build wealth, you're always going to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I wanna give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So get these bonuses now All you have to do is go to WealthAbility.com slash gift. That's WealthAbility.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to WealthAbility.com.